Life comes with the unexpected. The unexpected change of plans, the unexpected detour, the unexpected hurt. You didn't see it coming. You were taken by surprise. He shows up in ways we would have never imagined. And there, he reveals his glory. In that moment, for those who believe, the unplanned and unscheduled leads to something else unexpected. The arrival of joy. Amen. I'm so glad you chose to spend this evening with us for a little while as we worship the Lord, hear the Christmas story, and make some application to our life. I'm sure by this point, everything is all set at the house. The meal is all ready, right? You've got everything prepared to go in the oven. You're right, you're not going shopping tonight, right? Yeah, surely not. You've made the plans as we have. We've had our tree up since before Thanksgiving. We've been enjoying Christmas that much, and uh, we're excited about the rest of this evening, tomorrow, and this next week. It's what we do for Christmas. But sometimes God shows up in the most unexpected ways and unexpected places in our life. The place we weren't expecting it. The place we hadn't planned for. The place that was completely unexpected and it caught us off guard. God loves to show up in the unexpected. So don't be surprised this Christmas, maybe even tonight, if you don't find yourself worshiping in an unexpected way. So the Christmas story is recorded for us in Luke chapter 2. I'm going to read these verses to you. It says, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census which took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone went to their own town to be registered. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed them in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. The Christmas story is the story of the unexpected. Unexpected young man and young woman are chosen for an unexpected task in an unexpected place at an unexpected time and caused to go to Bethlehem by an unexpected detour, yet they end up not by chance, not random coincidence, they end up by God's design in the exact spot God had planned for them all along, the city of Bethlehem. Now, I know today when we hear the word of the name Bethlehem, we think of this sweet, cute city. We see it in pictures and silhouettes. We think it must have just been so picturesque and beautiful. But in reality, Bethlehem was a town that many thought of with kind of a negative eye. Bethlehem, a place of unpopular people. The only thing it was really known for was um, Rachel had died there from the Old Testament. David had been born there, but that was really it. There wasn't anything else great about it. You wouldn't have found any great Yelp reviews. You wouldn't have found any, any big post on Facebook about Bethlehem. If you did, it was going to be something, you know, not so attractive. Don't go to Bethlehem. It's so small. No great restaurants. 
The people are kind of outcast. Nothing great is there. Don't go to Bethlehem. It was a place most would have overlooked. Few would have wanted to go to. And you would have never thought it was the place that God would choose to do his greatest work. You know, I grew up really in Oak Cliff, moved to Red Oak in the late 70s. And so uh, hanging around Red Oak at the time, much smaller than it was or than it is today, right? If you've been around this area long, you know this is a lot different than it was back in the 70s. And what I met usually at the high school and the Totoway that I worked at there, shout out Totoway, anybody? Anybody remember? Thank you. All right. Were guys that were coming in and saying, man, I cannot wait to graduate and get out of this town. I want to leave here. I want to get out of this place. I want to go to somewhere else, something where stuff happens. I want to go to some place where you can make some money. I want to go to some place where I can make a name for myself. I want to be anywhere but here in Red Oak. In fact, it became known by a lot of the guys at the high school as Dead Oak. Thought, really? Come on. We live here. What's the deal with this? But it was their thought. We got to get out of Red Oak. I'm sure that many people might have thought the same about Bethlehem. If you grew up in Bethlehem, you wanted to get out of Bethlehem. And that's what Joseph did. He got out of Bethlehem. He moved on from Bethlehem. And now here, God has in unexpected ways arranged for him by a census that's been ordered for him to go back to Bethlehem. You don't want to go backwards in life. You don't want to go back to where you had been. You don't want to go back to what you experienced before. You want to go back to the small. You don't want to go back to where the hurts were. Yet Bethlehem is the place that Joseph and Mary are called to, sent to, ordered to. And the scripture tells us something about this Bethlehem. In the Gospel of Matthew, that also tells the Christmas story, parts of it. It says in chapter 2, verse 6, it says, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Bethlehem, you think you're too small. Bethlehem, you think you're too poor. Bethlehem, you think you're rejected. Bethlehem, you think nothing good could come from you. Bethlehem, you have been chosen by God and he's going to do a great work in you, in the city of Bethlehem. It's interesting, you know, God could have chosen a lot of other places. He could have chosen Jerusalem as the place for Jesus to be born. It's a place where there's great religious activity. It's the place where the temple is. It's the place where the synagogue is. It's the place where the priests are. You'd think, well, this would be the place that God would choose, you know, this glorious religious place. And God says, no, that's not the place where Jesus will be born. He could have chosen Rome, the place of power, grandeur, military might. This is the place you'd think a king would be born. And God says, no, that's not what I have chosen. He could have been born perhaps in one of the more picturesque towns, Caesarea by the seaside, beautiful views. Surely this would be the place, a place of beauty that God would choose for the Christ child to be born. But no, instead he chooses Bethlehem, a place overlooked, a place rejected, a place that few wanted to go to. But this is what God does. He chooses what we often overlook. 
Do you ever sometimes feel like a Bethlehem? You feel like, I just don't know that God could use me. I mean, I, I've got this stuff in my past. I got this stuff going on right now. I struggle. I'm weak. I can't always say the right things, do the right things. I struggle. I don't know that God could use me. God loves the places of the unexpected to work. In fact, when God was looking for a king in the Old Testament, he chose a man, Samuel, to go and look for the king. <clears throat> God told Samuel the family to go to. He went to this family. He said, sir, in your family is going to be the next king to replace Saul. This is in the Old Testament. So Samuel said, bring out all of your sons. I want to see them all. Surely God has told me the king is here. I want to see them all. So this man brings out all of his sons. He brings out the strong, the popular, the wealthy, the talented. And this Samuel, the prophet, looks through all of them. He sizes them up. He's praying. He's looking. He's thinking. And he says, none of these, none of these are the one. Sir, surely you must have another son because God told me the king would come from this family. And he said, well, you know, I... I do have this one other boy, but you know, he's little, he's kind of like a runt, you know, and he's off, I mean, he's off with the sheep right now. We don't really do much with him. He's out there by himself. And, and Samuel said, well, can you get him and bring him here? He brought him. Samuel looked, God spoke. This is the one. This is David, the next king. You see, God chooses what is unexpected and often the least. So in your life, if it's like my life, you might think, I just don't know. But God says, this is what I'm looking for. You might think, well, I've got to bring my best. Surely that's what God's looking for. No. Well, I've got to bring my strength. That's what God's looking for. No. I've got to bring all my money. Surely that's what God's looking for. No. Well, I've got to be popular first and kind of get my act all together first. No. That's not what God is looking for. He's looking for the heart that will receive him into their life. He's looking for Bethlehems, people who will receive, people who have been weak, people who have been hurt, people who will say, into the streets of my life where I've known pain, I need a Savior. Into the areas of my life where I've been weak, I need a Savior. Into the areas where I've known failure and sin, I need a Savior. And if you're like Bethlehem, you cry out and you receive him. That's what the little town of Bethlehem did. Many in the town rejected Mary when she came and Joseph when he came asking for a room. But yet the Christ child was born in that place, place of weakness and pain and the rejected. We sing a song at Christmas time called, O Little Town of Bethlehem. I want to read the lyrics to you, and in a few moments we're going to sing it. The lyrics go, O little town of Bethlehem, how still we see thee lie. Above thy deep and dreamless sleep, the silent stars go by. Yet in thy dark streets shineth the everlasting light, the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight. As we sing this song in just a moment, I want you to think about Bethlehem. A town rejected becomes a town of great beauty. 
No one thinks of Bethlehem today without thinking of Jesus being born there. God longs to take the areas in our life that we have cast off, tried to hide, tried to shield, and he says, I want to do my greatest work there. As we sing the song tonight, I want you to remember, you have been chosen by God. You are not too far gone. You are not too broken, too desperate, too unpopular to be used by God. He has a purpose. He has a plan. And he looks for those who will receive him like the town of Bethlehem. Would you bow your heads and pray with me tonight? Heavenly Father, I thank you that at a time when the world was desperate for a Savior, when man needed a way of hope, when man needed to be redeemed, you looked down, chose to send your son, and you chose a town that many had cast off, rejected, counted as small, counted as worthless, counted as of no value, and into that town you caused your son to be born. Tonight, we are grateful that you have looked down upon us. We are Bethlehem. We are the ones cast off, rejected, desperate, fearful, lonely, and in need of a Savior. And there you chose for your son to be born. Father, as we sing tonight, we sing with gratefulness for what you've done in a town called Bethlehem. But we also sing tonight with great joy for what you've done by shining your light into our hearts so that we might be born again through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's in his name we pray. Amen. If you enjoyed today's broadcast, I hope it has inspired you to lift him up and live him out. If you'd like to know more about Vertical Church, check us out online at verticalchurchovilla.com. We'll see you next time.